Welcome to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our ministry's simple goal is to help women read their Bibles. In this season, we are asking God to break every barrier to the treasures He has for us in His Word. With each guest, we will investigate what tends to keep us from the Word of God, whether rooted in our upbringing, season of life, culture, environment, personality, or in our very own mind. As you listen, examine your own life and be encouraged. God is greater than all the barriers, and He will stop at nothing to bring us near. Hi, podcast listeners. We're excited to share details with you about our sixth annual summer Bible study right here in Dayton. This year, we'll be studying Paul's second letter to Timothy. Choose our Monday evening session from 6.30 to 8.30 or our Wednesday morning session from 9.30 to 11.30. Both sessions will be held at Apex Community Church this year in Kettering, and the Wednesday morning session will include children's classes for ages 12 and under. The study will be eight weeks long, starting the week of June 8th. If you're not local or not able to meet in person, our summer study materials are also available for personal and small group study at home. Join us as we're encouraged, refreshed, and challenged by God's Word. Registration opens Tuesday, April 14th. For more information or to sign up as a volunteer, visit DaytonWomenInTheWord.com slash 2Timothy. That's the number 2, T-I-M-O-T-H-Y. Enjoy the episode. Dayton Women of the Word podcast. I am your host, Bethany. And as a reminder, we are talking this season about um, the barriers that we encounter when we approach God's Word. So today I am in the studio with my friend Kate. And Kate usually, it, well, Kate's here for every episode, really, but she's normally in a different chair. So it's exciting mm-hmm. to have Kate as our guest today. So Kate, um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, what your role on the team is, and what your current season of life looks like? Okay. Um, hello, everybody. My name is um, Caitlin Lloyd. I, a lot of people know me by Kate now because that's actually something I never went by Kate my whole entire oh, life. No, it's <laughs> fine. Um, until, so I met my husband, um, gosh, how many years ago now? Like five or so. Um, and he... I have learned that he's really bad with names, so, so part of me wonders if he called me Kate. Does out of, like, he know that your name Caitlin. is actually Caitlin? He does, and he just like like short, concise names. He like we went through this when we were picking a name for our son. He's like, it's got to be something you can easily yell at a sports game. <laughs> Caitlin's fine, but, <laughs> but anyways, he started calling me Kate, and so that everybody That's in our funny. circle at church and everything started calling me Kate, and so it just got past that on, um, which is totally fine. I like it. Um, it's just really funny to me. Um, but I grew up in Centerville, so just down the road, and um, totally planned on going to college, becoming a teacher, and moving to, like, Texas or something. Um, and like I just mentioned, I met my husband, um, who um, is in the Air Force, and so his first job um, when we met was here, and so we stayed here. And We've been blessed enough that God keeps wanting him to stay mm-hmm. in Dayton, which is outside of the norm mm-hmm. for um, military. Um, but we've really enjoyed it. We um, 
actually attend my um, church from when I was a child, Mm -hmm. and we love our community. They were at Emmanuel Lutheran and Kettering, Um, and so um, we, within our first year, we got married in July of 2017. And that November, we went and picked out our little golden retriever, who is not so little anymore. His name is Moose. He's 90 pounds and, like, loves to be on your lap. Um, But we love him. And then a couple months later, we found out we were pregnant with our first baby. And now we have a beautiful one-year-old boy named Liam. And he is just amazing. Um, And so I have various roles right now. My role for Dayton Women in the Word, which I'm really excited to be um, stepping into, is the uh, podcast assistant. So I get to hang out with Bethany, (laughs) and so that's really great. Um, And it's funny in itself because, Bethany, I just met you, like... Like last year. Last year, and now I see you in so many different facets (laughs) of my life, so it's awesome. Um, And then I... I am a stay-at-home mom with Liam. I used to teach. I taught middle school, um, and I loved it, um, but being a stay-at-home mom was something I always wanted to mm-hmm. do, um, and so I had Liam last no- last November, and um, or two Novembers, I guess now, uh, and we just made the decision that I would stay at home with him, and then a couple months, six months later, there was a job opening at my church. Mm-hmm. First, they needed somebody to step in as the children's discipleship leader, mm-hmm. and I kept feeling the spirit nudge me to apply. Um, I hushed it for a little bit, <laughs> but then it kept getting the nudge louder and louder, and so then I applied and um, got to step into that role, and that was, it's been a big blessing in my life as well, because I get to use kind of my teaching mm-hmm. past in a new way. Um and then as if that doesn't sound busy enough to you guys, I also have like a little creative business to use my um, creative energy towards um, on the side. So it's awesome. a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Kate, Kate, Kate is a good at plate spinning, I think. I don't know if I'm good at it, but it, it's happening. You make, you make it work. It, it happens. I don't know how many plates we're losing in right. the process. It's fine. But. It's fine. So we'll find them eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this season, like I mentioned, we're talking about breaking barriers to God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons why we thought that you would be a great um, great guest for our listeners to kind of learn from um, is that perspective of, you know, life with littles, mm-hmm. um, you know, working as your role, in your role as a mom at home, and then you also have these um, side businesses too. So, you know, it's just an interesting um, season of your life that you're in right now. So, um, wanting to hear from you about what your current barriers are that you experience when you're, um, kind of living through those different rhythms on a daily basis. So what barriers, um, do you see yourself encountering and how might these be different from other seasons that you've Mm -hmm. been in? Yeah. Um, so this particular season, it looks different every single day, which is very much different than Mm -hmm. past seasons where, you know, growing up, you have your kind of set routine Mm -hmm. that your parents have set for you or in your in school age years. So it's the norm. And even in college, you get a little more freedom, but you kind of have your daily repetitions. Um, 
And so, and going into my first job was the same way too. This has really blown me away, I guess, Mm -hmm. because um, I've always been the kind of like go with the flow person that Mm -hmm. I'm a seven. um, (laughs) And so we like excitement, we like new adventures and everything. So um, you would think I would love this season and I do, um, but it does, it lends its itself to so many barriers mm-hmm. that I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. as far as my, um, relationship with Christ, because when you have a set schedule, it's a mm-hmm. lot easier to fit your time mm-hmm. in, um, with being in the word or, um, being able to go to like studies and things like that. But when like the first, the biggest barrier I realized with my little one was, my schedule is no longer my schedule. Mm-hmm. It is my son's schedule. Um, and right now we're in this really fun stage where he is teething on his molars and he is also growing up. And so nap times even within mm-hmm. the past like month where I could get a lot of work during nap times done, those are dwindling quickly. And so um, the barriers that I run into most often um, is time because, like I said, I don't have a certain – I haven't mastered waking up before Liam wakes up. I would love to. I used to be a mercy morning person. My husband would beg to differ. But um, in an ideal world, I would be waking up before Liam wakes up and spending time with the Father um, and in my Bible because I've done it before and I have seen how incredible it it is during the day then. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's me forcing in time during nap time or whatever. Um, there's also motivation, which I, I kind of tie into like exhaustion mm-hmm. <laughs> because there are times where I am just exhausted from my plate spinning sure. um, and from my little guy um, since he is running around and playing more and more. Um, it is very tiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, along with that, there is the barrier of like, guilt um almost the point like and I don't know people that aren't moms I'm sure experience this as well but when you haven't been in the word for a while and it's almost like you feel like I haven't been in a while Mm. so I don't like if I go back now what yeah what am I even gonna find what am I seeking kind of thing um and so, and I find it super interesting because um, we just, again, I'll remind you, I'm the podcast assistant. Right before my <laughs> session, we recorded with Rob Turner. And uh-huh. so he was talking about the Enneagram. And he said something big that I wrote down quickly that was um, like your inward motivations during, or versus your outward motivations mm-hmm. or outward appearance. And I feel like that's also a barrier I encounter because I know that I should be in the word, Mm -hmm. but am I going for the right reasons? Mm -hmm. Like, am I going with the heart of, I am studying the word to, um, nurture this relationship, to Mm -hmm. speak truth into my life and to, you know, learn, reflect on the character of God. Or am I doing this because I know I should, and I see other moms doing it and I should be making a priority too. Yeah. I think that something that has encouraged, you know, encouraged me, obviously, you know, we're in, we're in different seasons, Mm -hmm. but that, that same, it's so interesting how easily 
the guilt mindset can come Mm -hmm. in when we approach the word, whether it's, you know, you are somebody who's wired to be like a rule follower and like, again, you know, it's something you're supposed to do, but you haven't been able to cross it off your to-do list today. So, um, is God going to be mad at you or like withhold (laughs) himself from you? And he doesn't do that. He doesn't play those games. Like he, you know, it's almost in the sense of like, he's not going to punish you for not Mm -hmm. being, you know, wanting to spend time with him. But you're missing out. Right. So it's not, I think in my mind, you know, having that mis, misplaced view of him as a father where he's going to actively punish you for not meeting a standard, which maybe that's my like one way in coming out. But he's not, you know, he, he punishes sin, but he doesn't, you know, punish you for not communing with him because mm-hmm. that's punishment enough. Right, exactly. And I think it's interesting too because we want to have this close relational feel with mm-hmm. the father. Like he is our friend, he's our mm-hmm. companion. But with that, we tend to then equate human flaws, like relational mm-hmm. human flaws with him. Right. And that's not true. Yeah. Like, yes, if I am not spending time with a friend and then you go back to him, it is awkward. Yeah, after, and they're mad. Yeah, and, and like there's hurt feelings mm-hmm. and things like that. But that is not true right. of him. Right. Yeah. And I think something that I, you know, was encouraged and thought of, you know, when you were sharing was that, you know, we we are going to have different seasons where we are hungry for the word mm-hmm. and we, you know, we're hungry for more of God. And there's just frankly seasons when, you know, our flesh gets in the way. Um, but like his word is living and active. Mm-hmm. So even in those seasons where it is more of a task, like, I know I need to do this, so I'm going to read my Bible, and I'm not feeling it. Like whether mm-hmm. it's you know we've we've had some episodes on you know mental health and things like that. There's so many things that go into that, but the the thing is again like the word is about him, not about us, and he's going to be faithful to show up in his word, whether it's a season of flourishing mm-hmm. or a season of drought where we're we're just going through the motions because we know it's right, but he's he's going to be the one that brings the fruit, mm-hmm. and you know. That's just like another example of where, you know, our gaze gets shifted and now it's back on us and our shortcomings and whatever. But he's still going to be faithful to show up in his word. Maybe the fruit won't come for, you know, weeks and months and down the road, but he's going to honor, you know, those short snippets of time that you're able to give him now. Yeah, because I think of um, when my husband and I first got married, I am like the most independent woman (laughs) (laughs) that you um could meet I'm sure there are others but I'm I my mom always said like you're gonna need to find a guy that can like put you in your place and say no to you Mm. um I have found him and it is hard (laughs) um we are very very different and um I'll be honest, like the fir- we've been married for two years now and it has been hard. Mm-hmm. And um, I know there are times that he and I are both so frustrated mm-hmm. with each other. And in those seasons, and there was a season where I knew I needed to be in the word. It was hard though, because I felt distant from mm-hmm. God and I felt distant from my husband. Um, but I pushed through it. And like you said, it wasn't like I was seeing things right away but weeks later I could even I don't even know like if God was changing anything other than just my heart Mm. um and so it was a huge blessing 
for that. And that's something that I always remind myself of Mm -hmm. is seeing the fruit from that. Um, And because like when you add a a baby into the mix, Mm -hmm. that can happen even more often, Um, like frustrations between parents um, and just even frustrations with yourself. And so when like I'm thinking about overcoming these barriers, um, I have realized and I have experienced truly delighting in God's Mm -hmm. word as of late. Like when you remind yourself of the fruit that can come Mm -hmm. and even, and even not focusing on like getting something out of it, but Mm -hmm. living, like you were talking about, the word is alive, like reading how it was alive then too is just truly incredible and I think that has been um a barrier that I also have had to overcome is not feeling like I need to open the pages and be able to accept it as it is um in a way that I feel like I for the longest time felt like when I was opening my bible I should just understand Mm. like I, I shouldn't need to pick it apart and go look things up and really understand it, which is why I appreciate dating women in the word so much is because like they're giving you the resources of how to really ingest the the -hmm. words there. Um, And that's when you experience that delight. And that's when I start desiring that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I like, it's almost like a craving that you get to experience that and to see it come alive in you as well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, though, that it, <laughs> that only even appears as me plopping my son down in my lap and reading his read and play Bible mm-hmm. because that's the season I'm in. Yeah, It's sometimes just sharing the stories with him or Andrew, my husband, and I I don't even think I said his name yet. I am so sorry, Andrew. Andrew, we we love you. I do. I love you. Oh my goodness, Andrew and I at night when we're putting Liam to bed. It that is actually one of the most like incredible moments for me. Um, and I don't. I need to step in there more because mm-hmm. Andrew, when he comes home from work, there's not a lot of time left before mm-hmm. he uh, Liam needs to go to sleep. And so Andrew usually takes that duty of like putting him down to bed. But when I go in there and enter, we like sing with him and sure. we bless him mm-hmm. and we pray with him. And Andrew said like, did you see him? Like he got up on his knees mm-hmm. at the crib with us and yeah. was like holding his hands. And so that it's just, it is a hard season and there, it, daily struggles but like those little glimpses of that and knowing that we're showing that to him as well Mm -hmm. is um a true blessing and gift from from god i think that you know we we use seasons a lot so maybe it's kind of like a a date one with the word buzzword because we we talked about (laughs) it a lot but i think that like it encompasses you know the the good you know the good and like real hard aspect of like you know things are temporary. Yeah. So, you know, if you're in a hard season, like you're, you're, you know, clinging to that, like, okay, this is not forever. Um, but then at the same time, you know, things are going to change. And so I think that like the Lord, the, the fight is for finding, you know, finding the treasures of those seasons in the midst of like the hard that's mixed in with the good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, right now, 
I imagine I'm not, you know, I'm not a mother, but I imagine that like it's challenging having a little busy, you know, one-year-old puttering around. But, you know, scripture talks about how childlike faith like is a big deal. So, you know, you're going to have this picture of, you know, Christ and Christ-like wonder that you can see in Liam. Mm -hmm. So treasuring that on the days when, you know, maybe he didn't cooperate during the night for you, but like remembering like, okay, like he's a great example of childlike faith and like how much do you love him and magnify that by like a billion with our like heavenly father. And so just reminding like even in the hardest seasons, you know, God God has something for us in that. And to know that, like, it's not it's not going to be forever. So if it's good, it's not going to last. If it's yeah. bad, it's not going to last. So appreciate appreciate the season for what it is because right. it's not going to be forever. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I think, too, when we – when we think about um, – like our children and I often think of like passing that legacy of faith down Mm -hmm. to our kids um and wanting to them to experience like the joy in choosing to follow um Christ Mm -hmm. I I want to remember these seasons of hard Mm -hmm. because I know that they are it's before them too. Mm-hmm. And so if I don't take note and recognize it and try to just banish it away, mm-hmm. then that's not going to help them prosper either. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, it's all encompassing. And I don't know. I, I think becoming a mom has challenged me also. I, I honestly thought it, naive Caitlin thought it was going to be like super (laughs) awesome and great and um easy in a sense but it has really challenged me because there is a lot of pressure with that too of passing on the faith to him and Mm -hmm. and knowing that there is a chance that he you know doesn't easily accept it Mm -hmm. and doesn't um I don't know but I guess that's just where I, you know, you trust and you pray. And mm-hmm. I don't know. That was just a random, like, no, that's of, okay. I, I just, mean, I think about that often because we're yeah. in a culture where that is the norm for right. kids, for people. I know so many of the people that I grew up with and um, went to school with that were in families that, families of faith and that have chosen to mm-hmm. step away from it. And so, yeah. um, it is really on my heart right now. And it, I mean, I can imagine because, you know, we we have a mutual good friend, Emma, and, you know, she and I have had lots of discussions mm-hmm. about just, like, the reality of, you know, you can do everything right and God-honoring yeah. as a parent, yep. and it's ultimately between your child and the Lord. Yep. But that's part of, you know, I, I think a lot of, faith communities do a great job of, you know, framing children as like something else that we steward. Like God, yeah. God gives, yes. you know, the parents and the communities children to steward. Right. And, you know, so your calling as a mom is 
is to steward Liam well. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like you're not his savior. Exactly. Like he has a savior. Yes. And, you know, prayerfully, like the Lord will redeem his life and redeem, you know, the lives of all of our friends' kids. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like your call to obedience is, you know, to show him Christ. Right. And God is going to do the work. Yeah. And that is very refreshing. And that's you're probably about to ask me about encouragements. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's one of them that you just spoke. Yeah. I, I That is a huge thing to remember because even before I had Liam, like with those people, um, I I don't know that this, I don't think this is part of like an, a typical type seven, but I like really feel the weight of other people's mm-hmm. um, emotions mm-hmm. and what they are going through. Mm-hmm. And I always joke because like the minute my mom or dad sheds a single tear I'm like bawling it is terrible sympathy crier yes um and so when I hear about people close to me and even not super close to me but I hear them saying you know like no I don't really think I believe that anymore Mm -hmm. it breaks my heart Mm -hmm. in a way which I think is is good and and that's when you um like it puts me into action with contending for the faith Mm -hmm. however I need to not I need to hold on to that that I am not their savior Mm. it's not me that's going to do that Mm -hmm. so yeah and that's good um but other other things that I have had to encourage myself with is um really sticking to the character of God mm-hmm. versus um, like character of other moms I see mm-hmm. or other mm-hmm. small business owners mm-hmm. or you name other wives mm-hmm. and not comparing myself to um, them, but rather reflecting on who God is and why I want to be like him mm-hmm. Um because I think that is something that we can so easily fall into, even, you know, those of you that aren't moms. And, like, that we live in this age where it mm-hmm. is so easy for us to line ourselves up and take stock of what mm-hmm. each person has. Um, but, again, like, I think that's why Rob, when he talked about, like, the inward motivations versus mm-hmm. outward appearance, like, that, again – we have no idea what's going on yeah. inside of each person. Yeah. Um, and I know that I can even be guilty of that, that mm-hmm. when I might share with other people, I'm not sharing the full, um, is brevity a word? Why does that keep popping mm-hmm. in my, yeah, okay. Brevity, yeah, sure. is, like, It's a word. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of like, if that's what I'm trying to get right now. <laughs> Anyways, like I, they don't Breath? know. Th- Maybe bread? I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Um, but these are ones that I will add into my mind for words with friends <laughs> later. Um, but people don't know unless I un- unless they know, yeah. right? So um, really sticking to the character of God and knowing, because it does look different for everybody, like what their um, – how their relationship with mm-hmm. the word and with – the Lord looks. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that, getting rid of the guilt and shame, like we were talking about earlier, like I should have no guilt in if I haven't gone to my Bible in three days, Mm -hmm. I should run to it Mm -hmm. and uh, know that he is waiting with Mm -hmm. open arms and a huge smile that I have 
decided to go back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and remembering that the word is life-giving. So even when I am so exhausted, mm-hmm. um, it is, I really am trying to switch from like for my last thing at night to at least be um, going back into my Bible and either rereading what I read in the morning or reading a different part because I'm doing the, um, I'm actually following the Dayton Women in the Word plan for the Bible in a year. So I'm doing that. And then um, I'm also um, doing Jackie Hill Perry's mm, Jude study cool. right now, All which right. is contending for the faith. So that's also why it's big on my heart. Uh-huh. Um, it's incredible. Shout out to that if you want to um, check it out. It's amazing. Um, but so I try to end the word end my day in the word mm-hmm. as well so that way um I know that I'm so tired and I'm ready to just lay my head down mm-hmm. on my pillow but um very rarely is there not something in those the words that I read that night that I ha- need to hear mm-hmm. so yeah. um that's amazing and and I think too I'll again even in the worst of days, in the worst um, times that I've had, my biggest mistakes as a mom or as a wife, I have seen it redeem those instances. Mm-hmm. Because again, it always changes my heart. And mm-hmm. I think one, one of the things that um, a mentor has always reminded me is that usually when you're frustrated with something outwardly, it's mm-hmm. actually something within your own heart yeah. and how true is that? And so I think when we go back to the truth and recenter ourselves, that is, um, only good things can come. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned studying Jude. Yes. Um, are there any other, um, are there any scriptures either that you're presently studying or that you just find yourself revisiting that you would um, want to share with our listeners that um, are impactful for this season of life? Yeah, I have like, this is also where I fail because I, um, like again, comparisons. I am so envious of the people that can just be like, oh yes, let me tell you and like can rattle it off in complete um, memorization. I haven't I haven't mastered that. I'm working on it. But, um, and I'm also, again, with the plate spinner, my mind right now, if I wish you could see it like I am, because there are like <laughs> thousands of things. Like, yes, I want to tell them this. I want to tell them this. Um, but I know, um, so since I am doing the reading plan, mm-hmm. I'm in um, wrapping up Genesis because I'm a little behind. Um, but I have really enjoyed just getting back to that because mm-hmm. um, there is so you see so many examples of people putting their trust and faith mm-hmm. and they don't even know about Jesus like they don't Jesus hasn't come and so it's just incredible because I think in a lot of ways we are so blessed to be on this side of mm-hmm. time because mm-hmm. we know the Savior came and we didn't we weren't experiencing those covenants that we just kept they kept breaking yeah over and over um because we've we've experienced like the covenant of jesus and um like because we are doomed if we were ever to Mm -hmm. try to hold that ourselves so i've been really encouraged by that and then i think also um the other day um working at church 
I love, we always have our um, staff meetings and recently with every staff meeting, we've been reading a Psalm and um, we read Psalm 27 this past week and verse eight sticks out to me. It says, you have, you have said, seek my face. And, um, oh, I can't even like read my writing right now. (laughs) It's like, I, I honestly, I can't even tell. It looks like Habakkuk, but why would I have written that in the verse? Anyways, it's, it's saying that like, it's saying God is, has said to seek my face. And now I'm saying your face, Lord, do I seek? Mm -hmm. And so I, I am there right now in my life. I, I'm really seeking his face um, because I want him to truly come first. I want to say that and know that I am doing what I can Mm -hmm. to put him first and Mm -hmm. seek his face. That's awesome. Um, One thing I thought of when you were first first starting this response was um, I loved, so I think it was when I did, I did um, Jen Wilkins' Hebrew study Mm -hmm. and it was so encouraging to me because I am also terrible of like being able to spout off chapter and verse like you know the the great thing about growing in biblical literacy is at least like knowing what scripture says about things but it was neat because you know you're talking about like the writer of Hebrews you know regardless of like not knowing specifically who it was like they were very familiar with you know the Old Testament and Jewish beliefs because there's a lot of like references Mm -hmm. but it doesn't specifically say where they're from it just says like it has been said blah 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 and so like her teaching point was basically like you know we can be encouraged that this author you know he's not spouting off like specifics but he is so like knowledgeable and has so soaked in the text that he's able to say like you know it it has been said like scripture says xyz yeah so you know just being in the word repeatedly will will get us to like know know what's in there even yeah if exactly we, even if we're not a concordance I know yeah well and I've just been like so again and this is circling back to studying Jude um which is it's so interesting Jackie Hill Perry is amazing and so I'm I, Jude is literally in my bible it mm-hmm. is and I have the study bible mm-hmm. and it, it is I think two and a half pages yeah. uh-huh. so it's super short because it's is it only one chapter yeah, it's okay. one chapter, and um, but like Jackie did the whole like the whole first session was just on the first two verses. Wow! And it's because like it goes into Jude addressing like mm. because this is a letter because he is feeling so um, like it is on his heart heavy to mm-hmm. address these people about the false teachers and um, and I think why I focused on it so much is because I do feel like I, in my community, yes, I have a big church community and a lot of my friends are followers, Mm -hmm. but I also still am among a lot of people that do not believe the same things. And so, um, what I was so encouraged by is that like, if you look at these epistles, there is always like the address, like they say, like who, who it is that's Mm -hmm. sending this letter. Then they say, um, who they're reaching out to and then they give a blessing within it. Mm -hmm. And that blessing has sat on um, my heart because, and Jackie even asks you the question, like, how would you feel if every time somebody greets you, they're, like, greeting you and then blessing you Mm. and praying for you? And how would that change your heart for what's to come after? Mm. And so I've been thinking about that a lot with, like, when I'm, really when I'm speaking to anybody, but especially, too, when we come into contact with people that aren't of faith, 
um, making sure that they feel like the grace, love, and mercy of mm-hmm. the Lord. Yeah. I don't know. That has nothing to do with anything we said. Okay. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> as we kind of wind down, are there any um, last encouragements that you would want to share with our listeners? Yeah, I think um, just all in all, I've had to learn to give myself grace um, through this season and to realize that um, God is still there. Mm -hmm. He is gracious and forgiving Mm -hmm. and... um, and yeah, and any time that I do get with him is he is happy to receive. Mm-hmm. And um, so those moms out there that feel like you're not getting, like you are struggling to get that time and you are struggling to connect, just meet him, know, know that he meets you where you're at. And even if it's you reading those stories to your little ones, so. Well, thanks for being with us on this side of the microphone. I know. This is weird. (laughs) Thank you.